Well, hello. Hello. I'm your host, Liz. And I'm joined, as always, oh, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. That's the first bit. I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, and I, as I forgot to change the layout of today's podcast. So you're seeing last week's layout, which is Mox vs. Brody King. That is not this week. This week was a triple threat for the tag team titles. Um, but you want to know something more interesting than that? Did I leave my phone in there? Is that what you're going to tell me? No, I, I don't know where your phone is, but I don't see it. Um, interestingly enough, you know how the Undisputed Era have been broken up for like maybe a year now? Mm-hmm. Close to that? They yeah. re-released the Undisputed Era walkout on Spotify. This year. That's weird, because they just took Johnny's off. Really? Yeah. Um, because I'm looking at their singles and EPs, and the second most recent one that they put out was Undisputed Era, released in 2022. And and Undisputed Era broke up before 2022, so that's not even like a coincidence. Um, yeah. It's just weird. I wonder if there's going to be a new Undisputed Era, but at the same time, it's CFO dollar sign, so... I know they're not using his music anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. But this is AEW Dynamite. And this was a pretty fun Dynamite. This was Fighter Fest, night one. Um, I love how they're pushing it as four nights of Fighter Fest, as opposed to two nights plus Rampage. You know. Yeah. Because uh, Which... Rampage seems like it's gonna be pretty big. I don't know if it's live or taped, but um, they've they've got a lot going I on. I hope Rampage. it's live. Yeah, I hope it's live too. Nice crowd sucked. Huh. Tonight's crowd sucked. Yeah. Kind of did. Where, we never found out where it is. Where, where it was. Tonight. I think it's Georgia. I think they're in Georgia. Georgia. Oh, yeah, Savannah, Georgia. Because there was a sign that said Savannah loves AW, and I couldn't tell if it was like Savannah, like a woman, or Savannah. Oh, I thought it was Georgia. Savannah is all elite. Oh, could have also. Either way. I was thinking. Could have like, been a woman or could have been the city. I thought it was someone really advocating for Savannah Evans. Oh. Wouldn't that be random? <laughs> um, but yeah, crowds suck tonight. They weren't really into a lot of it. Um, but, you know, I mean, the biggest low point was Jake Hager, and I could understand not being into that. Um,. Yeah, but still, I feel like Claudio's such a big, like, grab. I noticed they popped a lot for Claudio, though. They did. But you would just think that, like, they'd keep the buzz going, but... Yeah. There's only so much Claudio can do for Hager, though. Um, but still a fun dynamite. Um, we had two title matches... One to open, one to close. Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow, which was a pretty fun match. 
Uh, and then the Team Taz versus Swerve in Our Glory versus Young Bucks for the tag titles, which saw Swerve in Our Glory winning those titles. How do you feel about that? I really wish it was Team Taz, but I think it's really funny that Swerve and Keith have about as much trust between each other as like a car and a squirrel in the middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, like considering they've had so much tension and they've been teasing them splitting up, it's very weird that they were given the titles. But at the same time, a week after Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade won those women's tag titles, um, they split up. So. Uh, in wrestling, anything's possible, I guess. Um, this episode also saw... Uh, Konosuke Takeshita versus John Moxley in an uh, AEW title eliminator match. That was ridiculously fun. Um, we had Jake Hager versus Claudio Castagnoli. They're kind of making this match a big deal in in the promotions. It seemed like, like it seemed like this was the match <laughs> based on their advertisements. Yeah, and it wasn't. <laughs> this match wasn't. It wasn't fantastic. Um, we also had Serena D versus Anna J. Um, that was okay. And yeah, that's pretty much the big points of the show. Excited for next week though, with that barbed wire everywhere match. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> Why why not just call it a barbed wire match? <laughs> because it's gonna be barbed wire literally everywhere, probably. I hope So hmm. I, 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 is Jericho actually gonna dress up as the painmaker? Oh, though, I'm sure think? he will, because like like you said, Painmaker's undefeated in AEW. Um And I'm excited for Painmaker because last time we saw Painmaker was against Nick Gage, and that was a great match. You know, be, was he painmaker? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was painmaker for that. Um, shows how much I fucking remember half the time. <laughs> Imagine Nick Gage shows up to help Eddie and joins Blackpool Combat Club, but like, kind of associated with them, not joins them, sides with them. <sighs> I, I feel like Gage would do it, kind of say fuck sports entertainment. Yeah, I mean, after everything that sports entertainment has been up to as of lately, I probably would have said the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for that. That's going to be a fucking blast. Um, wow. Next weekend's also Death Before Dishonor. We have a few matches for that lined up. But not a lot, actually. We got the women's title, pure title. ROH title, tag titles, it's four matches. I don't think they've announced anything else. Sorry, my toe just went into the cat's ear. Ew, why? Yeah. Well, because I was petting her head and she leaned it back and my foot is right there and she went forward. In the... Okay. Yeah, I'm not really proud of it either, so. All right. Well, uh... Uh... So yeah, Death Before Dishonor next weekend. Um, 
before we jump into the news, I just want to say tomorrow after our impact post show we'll be doing um predictions oh no tonight are we doing them tonight i thought so okay tonight (laughs) tonight after we do the best of the night we'll be doing our predictions for uh new japan pro wrestling's g1 climax we'll be predicting the winners of each group's uh, the winners of the semifinals, and then the winner of the final. So that's a good way to go not, about it. Not to be mistaken for the H2 excitement, which is much better and considerably better booked. You do, like, one match a week. You're going to be going to, like, 2025 at this point. I want to see if I can make it to WrestleMania with this. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I don't know what you're going to do when you have to redraft when 24 comes out. <laughs> or 23. Listen, I'm giving it, I'm giving I'm giving it my I'm giving it the good old college try, if you will. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure you're trying. <laughs> About as much as I tried in college. <laughs> Alright, um So you uh, but yeah, we'll be doing predictions for that after our recap and review. Uh so you wanna talk about some news? Yeah, I guess. If you wanna talk about news, we can talk about news. We got a little bit of news, not a ton of news. If you like, if I look in the right angle, it looks like I got like fucking punched in both eyes. Anyways, <laughs> okay. um, let's see. Uh, we could do AEW news. We could do WWE news. We could do. There's a lot of WWE news actually. So let's do um AEW. Okay. Um, just to start. And the actually. Okay. okay. So one thing that we have actually kind of talked about recently on this show is that. Santana and Ortiz, there was rumors that they were going to break up, um, that Santana was probably on his way out of AEW, that they were doing more singles matches. And it turns out that there's kind of a reason for that. And that's that Santana and Ortiz, apparently, according to um, Conan, 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 how do you fucking say it? Conan? Mm-hmm. Um, I say his name like once a year, and <laughs> every time I'm like, I don't fucking remember. Um, yeah, um, according to Conan, um, he, as Russell Talk put it, he confirmed, um, but on his Keeping It 100 podcast, he said, yes, they are not on good terms, which I don't think is quote unquote confirmed. That sounds like confirmed. Um, but. It's not really clear why they've fallen out. Um, but it's kind of sad. I'm upset. Yeah. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, also, some other... This isn't really AW News. It's just like one of those things where it's like... Fuck, dude. If you forgot that JR is kind of a jackass... JR said that he feels bad for Vince McMahon um, after all of these allegations. He said, I feel bad about all the shits going on in the WWE. It's terrible. 
I don't know what's true or what's not, but it's a tough one to digest. Quite frankly, Vince's scenario, I feel bad for him. I mean, it's not even like this is the first time he's been publicly outed as a as a creep or or an an, an asshole, corrupt man. It's been kind of publicly known for a little while now, allegedly. Sure. Um. So at this point, you can't even really feel bad. It's just everyone being reminded what he's really like. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um. All right, let's do some not WWE news, which would just be, um. That Defy Wrestling, um, the the world is yours, which I still fucking hate the design of. Because you can't see the is, it's so small and like stuffed away in the fucking little globe icon that they got. Um, they have announced that there's a lot of fun people appearing. Um, apparently, Eddie Kingston's been announced for it, Swerve Strickland's been announced for it. Um, Takesha has been announced for it. He's going to fight Shaf. Shaf. Um, Big dude. There's also... Is he? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Schlock. Oh. Now, this is all caps. All caps. S-C-H-A-F-F. Never heard of him. Um, There are also appearances announced... For Ethan HD, C4, Midnight Heat, Vixen, Christopher Daniels, The Bollywood Boys, Davey Richards, and Big Damo. Um, That is July 16th and 17th in Seattle. Those Defy shows always get a lot of big names. Um, Like, I think one of the last shows that they had was Darby. Like, they had Darby show up, uh, swerve to... Uh, I think it was like Nick Wayne versus Swerve, and and Darby handed Nick Wayne like a contract for AEW or something, um, and told Swerve that he'll see him soon. Which is funny because we haven't seen Nick Wayne in AEW at all. Maybe he re- rejected that contract. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe because he's technically he's not legal age yet. I think he's still seventeen. Yeah, he's still like in high school. I think. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a little bit of WWE news once we get to that. All right, yeah, give me give me a moment. Um, if you were looking forward to NJPW's um, Music City Mayhem in Nashville, July thirtieth, which I think is um sort of riding on the back of SummerSlam, in a sense. I think so, yeah. Which I, I like that they're doing that. It makes, it makes it like a fun weekend. Yeah. Um, but anyways, July 30th, um, Kushida has called out a certain somebody that he wants to face um, in a little video um, that was shared by New Japan. Um, Kushida read out a letter for Mr. Alex Shelley, former tag team partner, former time splitters partner, um, and said that he wants to uh, fight him. So hopefully they actually can do it this time because they were supposed to have a match. Um, uh, fucking. Uh, they were supposed to have a different match that was canceled. So was that in WWE um, in NXT? 
It may have been, yeah. I think Alex Shelley was his partner in NXT. I think I remember Alex. Or don't. Yeah, because they were in the tag. They were in the Dusty Roads together. Oh, that's right. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I do remember him in NXT. All right. So let's segue a little bit. Great colleague. Great colleagues in the news. Oh, I saw this. Apparently, he has been accused, and by accused, uh, it's a video, so I mean, I guess it's a pretty strong accusation, that he slapped a toll worker in Ludhiana, which I believe is a place in India. Um, Apparently, they got into an argument, the police intervened, Um, nobody, like, filed any claims or whatever. Um, but the video apparently has gone viral. Um, Great colleague basically said the toll worker stopped him, wanted a selfie. Oh. Great colleague said no, and it escalated, which wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. Yeah. Just I mean, based on how people act. It's like, the the dude's driving. Don't fucking stop him for a selfie. Come on. And he said, when I denied selfie, he ruthlessly passed racist comments and also used bad words. So. (sighs) Some people. My God. So. Obviously, everything is alleged, but. I. Wouldn't be shocked. If that were the truth. Yeah, I wouldn't um, either, especially in, in today's climate. Yeah. Um, so, what does your um, WWE news have to do with? Biggie. I've got that news. Oh, okay. But you can wait. I want to get through the shitty stuff first. Um, so, we have our first... Um, I don't know. So WWE NIL, their little uh, college recruitment program, basically, um, they signed AJ Ferrari um, a while back, but he has been dismissed from the wrestling team at Oklahoma State, where he is currently a student, because allegedly um, he sexually assaulted a woman. And she filed a protective order against him. Um, obviously, nothing like has been released about it, but uh, he has been released from his uh, team. So hopefully, the WWE will uh, follow Take suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, will they? I don't know what is with these these college athletes, these college wrestlers, like, getting into shit and, like, being awful. Because you got him, you got uh, Gable Steveson, that's his name. And you've got it's... whatever the fuck Two Dimes did. Well, did Two Dimes do something bad or did Two Dimes I just... I assume so, because you don't just get <laughs> released like that for no reason. But it sounded because they said that they would revisit the contract in the future. I don't. I don't. So know. it doesn't sound like it was something horrible. I don't want to. I don't want to group two dimes in until I know two dimes did something. I mean, they murdered him on screen. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." You um, think two dime two dimes had that kind of sway? 
that he went up to Shawn Michaels and was I'm, like, hey. I'm not about to group me? him. I'm not about to group him in with two men that actually did horrible things, allegedly. You um, can't say actually did something and allegedly in the same sentence. Yes, I can. Allegedly covers all my bases. Um, but no, it's not just wrestlers. It's all male college athletes. It, yeah, it's like the the it's it's the like the kind of arrogance you, you know? kind of you're treated like a celebrity in a way yeah. i mean especially in bigger schools and that's and this kid had like a, an amazing record by the way like a 30 and 1 wrestling record and that's probably why they're wanting to go to wwe so they can continue to look like celebrities but yeah i mean he was it listen whatever it's not something to like speculate about no um, um hopefully more developments come and uh action is taken if if something actually did happen yes and now for some good news marcus hit us up with your news yeah so mr Big E, I don't know how to how do you pronounce his first name itore i think it's itore itore you win or um he is Expected to make a complete recovery, which is fucking amazing. He broke yeah. his neck when he was belly-to-belly uh, uh, -belly suplexed by Ridge Holland. Um, he broke his neck on a episode of SmackDown. And will be out for about a f at least a full year uh, since that incident. Um, but... Um, Apparently, he will be out of the ring until he gets checked one year after the injury in March 2023. Um, but amazing news that he is expected to make a full recovery. And even while injured, uh, apparently he's been working with WWE, um, or will be working with WWE this month uh, for talent tryouts with uh, recently graduated college athletes. And uh, that's especially like notable because he's a former college football player in Iowa, so he mm, okay. he's, would be a great help with that transition from college athlete to WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, he also said, "I just want to throw this in because it's funny." Uh, he said, "Rich Holland sent him a big package of red meat as an apology." Um, apparently, he didn't need it. But he gave it to a friend and said that his friend and his family had a great feast for a while. Uh, um, and he holds. Yeah, Ridge felt horrible. But luckily, Biggie holds no ill will towards Ridge because oh, stuff like that happens. Not. Yeah, well, Ridge couldn't have known. Yeah, it, it's a move that's done him. all the time. Yeah, um, I mean, even Taz like was like, "Listen, shit happens." Yeah. Unfortunately, shit happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's some good news for everyone. Um, back to the other news. Um, and we got some Sasha news. We got some Naomi news. And I'm grouping them together because obviously I'm grouping them together. Naomi, um, apparently... So, Lindsay Dorado um, kind of... What's the term for like calling somebody out, but like not in a mean way, like in like a "Hey, what's up" way? 
shouted out. Yeah, sure. He shouted her out um, and basically said that he wants to do some wrestling with her as soon as possible. And um, she basically said her response was ASAP brother with like a little tongue sticking out face. Um, and then she tweeted anything that costs you your piece is too expensive as like a quote, like mm-hmm. from somebody um, with a picture that I don't think I'll be able to see because the tweet has been deleted. Um, but it's not looking exactly, exactly like she is still with the WWE and Sasha Banks has her first public appearance booked um, for August 6th and 7th at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And she will be billed under her real name, Mercedes Vernado. I, I think, I don't think we'll be seeing Sasha Banks in wrestling anymore honestly no i wouldn't be shocked uh naomi will i I have a feeling will definitely still be sticking around wrestling because it seems like she loves it um sasha i i think also loves it a lot but she's she's got her goals much higher and she can definitely reach a lot higher than wwe yeah um and i mean they've been removed from the internal wwe roster at this point so uh it's looking pretty much like a done deal um, um, once we're done with WWE, there's a little bit of AEW news that we missed. Oh, it's interesting. You should have brought it up during the AEW news section. I just saw it now. Um, okay. Other news is that Io Shirai was speculated by Dave Meltzer to also be on her way out, but Io Shirai also said, I think she just tweeted, like, the word rumors with the puking emoji, yeah. and I said, oh, okay. So, don't believe those rumors. Believe the rumors. I think I've got a hair sticking in my eye. Um, we also have, um, the final four, um, for best WWE moment SB award, um, which the final four moments that they're going to be choosing from are the undertaker being inducted to the hall of fame, Cody Rhodes returning, Steve Austin hitting Vince McMahon, Austin theory and Pat McAfee with stunners and big E cashing in the money in the bank briefcase to win the championship. Well, I'll say it's not Biggie. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, probably not Stone Cold. What was the first one? Oh, oh, it was Undertaker and Cody. Those are the first two. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's. I feel like it's gonna be Taker, but Cody, in my opinion, should get it. Cause that was big for wrestling in general, not just WWE. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a... It's interesting. There's gonna... It'll be an interesting... It'll be interesting to find out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Also, what a fucking niche category for the SBs. Yeah. It screams Um, sponsorship right there. Yeah. Um, and now we have some fun news. Our final piece of WWE news before we jump back into the AEW news. Um, is that there is some heat between Natalia, um, or upon Natalia, um, because apparently at a house show recently, um, it was in Sacramento, uh, Natty. No sold Liv Morgan's finisher. Um, and then 
or rather no sold the finisher after the three count um took the pin and then shouted at morgan and walked off um dave Meltzer said point blank that there was an issue um Liv Morgan didn't do anything wrong. Um, and Natalia tweeted, I'm breaking character right now, but I actually said thank you if you must know. I don't know. She, uh, well, from what I think I heard an update on it, she didn't say thank you. She's just covering her tracks. But I, I, I think it was Meltzer who said, uh, he said an update that um, she does, she has an issue, but it's not with Liv. It's with, um, some some other entity that was not disclosed could be the ref could be someone backstage but she has an issue yeah and i imagine she wouldn't do anything to make Liv look bad because at the end of the day she's a fucking professional like she's one of the most professional women in the whole roster you would hope um yeah like I, I don't think she would have just no-sold her finish like that on purpose. Um, so, going back to AEW for a second, just for a second, Jim Ross apparently said, according to WrestlingNews.co, that AEW is definitely going to the UK and will be in the next calendar year. Um, he says, I don't know that for a fact, I don't know the dates, or he said, I know that for a fact, but I don't know the dates, but we're all excited about that because we get great television ratings in the UK. So that'll be fun. A UK show will definitely be a blast for AEW, especially with how, um, the UK is with Chance. I mean, just watch, like, Rev Pro or, or NXT UK. They're always yeah. a great crowd. Or watch any any European football game. All right, you ready? You ready to talk about today's AEW Dynamite? Yeah. After I put a fucking jacket on. Cold. Can't turn the AC. Yeah, I can't turn the AC off. Oh, the AC's on. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so we started off the show with the TNT title match, Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow. Nice. Hang on. Hang on. Ah, got something in my eye. The cat's getting upset with me. Oh, Christ. Oh, Lord. Oh, God bless. But, Pete, I'm sorry. Anyways. Uh, Alright, so Wardlow starts off by tearing Orange Cassidy's pockets out of his pants, which didn't even know you could really do. But <laughs> where there's a will, there's a Wardlow. Um, Orange Cassidy then puts Wardlow's straps back up on his shoulders. So it's kind of like a tit for tat. Um, he want, Wardlow wants the powerbomb symphony, but uh, Orange Cassidy kind of skitters free from under his legs. Wardlow then avoids what I assume would have been a Hurricane Rana. Um, by like almost cartwheeling back onto his feet. And then Orange Cassidy, you know, points to Bryce and says, Oh my god, there's something in my eye, there's something in my eye, like make him wait. And you know it's bullshit because Orange Cassidy's showing any sort of emotion, so obviously it's bullshit. Yeah. Um and then Trent and Chuck, who have come to the ring with Orange Cassidy, 
Um, Trent tries to loosen the turnbuckles. Chuck pulls out a chainsaw. And Bryce stops Trent first and then turns, sees the chainsaw, and he just stares at it. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Meanwhile, Orange Cassie's, like, fucking corpsing like it's nobody's business. Um, Bryce ends up kicking Chuck and Trent out. Um, then Wardlow and Orange Cassie go ringside. Wardlow is nearly sent into a post. He um, ends up basically chasing Orange Cassidy around the ring um, until he finds a Danhausen. And Orange Cassidy scurries around the ring while Wardlow's distracted with Danhausen, who he's pulled from under the ring. Scurries around. And then he gets Wardlow with an orange punch. Back in the ring, he goes for it again, but um, gets hit with a belly-to-belly suplex. Wardlow then starts getting his bell rung against the top turnbuckle. Um, Orange goes for the diving crossbody, but Wardlow catches him. Cassidy ends up, however, getting a chop block. Goes for beach break, but Wardlow goes for a powerbomb. Can't get it. Goes for it again, but Orange Cassidy gets a DDT, and then another one. Um, But Wardlow gets the F10 to Orange. It's not enough still. He wants the powerbomb again, but Orange Cassidy kind of like rains some blows down on his head. Um, Gets the hurricane around to send Wardlow ringside. Gets the Sundog Millionaire and an orange punch and a beach break. But by the grace of God, Wardlow kicks out. He catches another orange punch attempt and gets the powerbomb off of that to win the match. Yes, yes. It was pretty, pretty ridiculous match, but at the same time, Orange Cassidy had no chance. I, I liked the match, honestly, because like, I thought it was going to be kind of a squash. Mm. Yeah. Especially with six matches being on the card, you figured one of them has to be a, a squash. Yeah. All right. So then we have Chris Jericho coming out to uh, talk about some Eddie Kingston. He says, I, I stand here tonight not as Jericho, the sports entertainer, the wizard, or the rock star. I am Jericho, the living legend, and Jericho, Eddie Kingston's superior. I want to address a lot of things he said. I didn't make you a liar, because you are a liar. You challenged me to a barbed wire everywhere match. The first ever. You said you'll do it because every drop of blood shed is for your friends. Everything you do when it comes to friendship turns to mold. Being friends with Eddie is a worse curse than anything Danhausen can conjure up. Ortiz, Eddie's friend, I shaved his head and took his dignity. Santana, we took him out of blood and guts. Danielson, we took him out of anarchy in the arena, and we don't know when he's coming back. Ruby Soho, Eddie's Ruby, that got her a mangled hand and a crushed career. She has that mangled hand because she's your Ruby. Now look what happens. You need to take better care of your chicks. Why barbed wire, Eddie? You're a mark for Sabu and Terry Funk. How many barbed wire matches have you won? I won the first ever barbed wire match at 22. I saw the poster for this. I could hardly believe that, that was Chris Jericho. It's really? like a while ago. Wow. Um, he was he was wrestled some guy named Beef Wellington. That, <laughs> that tells you how old that match is. Uh, said I tasted the sting at a young age, but deep inside I felt pleasure. I'm just as sadistic as you are. You underestimate Jericho. Next week you won't be able to underestimate Jericho. You'll face the pain maker. Undefeated in AEW, and that's not a lie. I'm not a liar. Why am I accepting this? 
This is it. This is the final fight in this saga. What a saga it is. Once I beat you, you can crawl back into your hole and continue your mental issues and all the other excuses you have. Deep down, you know you, you will never be at my level. If you want blood, you've got it. The only thing that can wash off my sins is a tidal wave of your blood, so large that Noah's Ark would be jealous. If you want blood, you've got it. You're not a liar, you're a loser. And then we get Eddie's response. He says, I see it. Bring your pain maker. Bring the most violent you can bring. Bring the most violent you you can bring. Uh, look what you did to Ruby. Look what you did to Ortiz. You're going to pay with every ounce of your blood. Chris, I'm going to hurt you and enjoy it. See you at barbed wire everywhere. And then, uh, I really hope the mat the, that feud ends then. Move on from all this. Um, but then we get Konosuke Takeshita versus John Moxley. Eliminator match. I mean, championship this was a nice contenders match. match. Um, so, this match starts with a lot of slapping. They're slapping. Slap each other a lot. And then we get a big Larry to Konosuke um, after he dodges the first attempt. Um, Mox then gets a chin lock on him. He wants the pile driver on the apron, but Konosuke um, hangs tight to the ropes. Um, he then, Takeshi then hits him with the gut wrench suplex um, on the apron, which looks like it fucking hurts. Like, I don't know what Takeshi does with his moves, but for some reason, every time he does a move, it looks so much more painful than, like, when another person would do it. Mm-hmm. Um... Takeshita then puts Mox back in the ring, but gets a boot to the forehead, and then the cameraman catches him going to Blade. Yeah, because you see, you see him pull something out of his wrist guard, which is a common place for a Blade, especially for Mox. Uh, and then he's just laying on the ground <laughs> with his hands up here as the camera tilts down to him. But they cut away Gotta soon enough. Gotta be smarter than that cameraman. <laughs> um... Mox then gets Takeshita back in the ring, plops him on his whole head, um, and then just, like, fucking starts walking all over, like, literally walking all over him. Um, and then, like, Takeshita kind of gets, like, a second win. He gets, like, the leaping Kokeshi, um, I, I, I think, because it looked like a headbutt, and it was leaping. Hanma can tell us the, the truth about that, if he wants to. Um, <laughs> We then get a sheer drop brain buster to Mox and a frog splash, but right onto Mox's knees. That slows it down a little bit. Mox goes for the roll-up. Can't quite get it. Gets the Jujikatami, but Takeshita gets to the ropes instead. Hits a hurricane round of two Mox and a bit of a moonsault over the ropes, which even that was, like, very simple, very safe. He landed fine. And I was, like, sitting there, like, watching him dive, and I was like, ooh. Because in my head, I was like, he's going to land on his head. I don't know why. Um... So then we get a frog splash to Mox back in the ring, but Mox still kicks. Um, they hit each other with some dueling clotheslines, but Moxley ends up getting this sleeper on Takeshita, which Takeshita then turns into a blue thunderbomb. Um, then Mox goes for the paradigm shift and gets his hammer and anvil elbows um, and goes for the death rider, but Takeshita lands on his feet, kind of gives everyone like a glimmer of hope in a way. Um, and by Glimmer of Hope, I just meant, like, I wanted him to win because I like him, not because it would have made sense. Um, it could have happened, though. It could have happened. I was thinking for a second, like, 
Who's enemies with Mox that could ruin this match and get Takeshi a, a title shot? I thought JS would come out, but then I was like, eh. Yeah, maybe like uh, Martel. Yeah. Um. Then, um, yeah, so he goes for the Death Rider. Takeshi lands on his feet, gets a rolling elbow and a German suplex. He then, Moxley then headbutts Takeshi multiple times, gets him with the Death Rider, gets him with the hammer and anvil elbows. Um, basically looks like a done deal, but then Moxley also goes into the bulldog choke, which Takeshi taps to. Which I think the one nice thing about this really is that Takeshi taps instead of being deemed unfit to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, like he still had that wherewithal to be like, ah, fuck this. I always Whereas, see it as more protecting when it's when someone passes out because they didn't quit. No, nah. their body quit. Not their will, though. No. Um. So then we go to a House of Black video package. I forget who they were talking about. I think it was. Oh, they were talking about Darby. Brody King uh, wants to fight Darby. Which he is, I think, next week? That's not on Rampage, right? That's just next week. I trust with your silence that that's a yes. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I think that's next week. That makes sense. Okay. Next week. Uh, so then we get Christian Cage coming out alongside Luchasaurus. He said, I don't know either of you from Adam, but there's something very annoying about the Varsity Blondes. It's Pillman's stupid mullet. Pillman, just like Jungle Boy, you had a father. Open Opens up with that, like, almost right out the gate. He's like, <laughs> everyone knows uh, what I'm going to say, so I'm just going to say it. Um, but your father was a legend in this business. Legend are other people's words, not mine. In my words, he was average at best. I respect the fact that he shed blood, sweat, and tears in the ring. He'd be appalled knowing his final contribution to this business was you. Now, Griff, you went on social media this week, and here's the picture. Uh, he shows a picture of Griff Garrison on the Tron. It's him with, like, a jungle background. I couldn't put my finger on it, uh, but Luchasaurus, does Griff Garrison look like Jungle Boy? Uh, and then we get... Luchasaurus versus Griff Garrison, where Luchasaurus just kind of annihilates Griff. Yeah, uh, he hits him with the tar pit, which I think is his new finisher. It Yeah, it's the snare trap, but with, like, um, a modification, making it the tar pit. Yeah. Um, but then it's announced that um, I think Next week will be Luchasaurus and Christian Cage versus Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Alright, so then we get an interview with JAS, the rest of JAS. Um, Matt Menard said, A shark tank, huh, Tony? We've had enough of cages. Angela's like, how high is this cage? Uh, Menard says, how about Claudio and Ortiz? I want them in a cage. And Angela just pulls a knife out for some reason, holds it up to Tony. <laughs> uh, I, hmm. I love this because it was like, I just love that. Um, it was like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Also, can you, can you tell us more about it? Please tell <laughs> us more about it. So uh, help me God. 
So then they walk away, and it's just Daniel Garcia, who says, I get why they want me in a shark cage. I'm nasty and dangerous. I see through you, Yuta. You're pretending to be like me. How about Death Before Dishonor? I take that title from you. Uh, then we get a promo for All Out, which will be happening, I forget at which stadium, but it's Chicago again, right? Is it mm -hmm. the Now Arena? It is the Now Arena. Now Arena. Is they're going to have uh, Dynamite, Rampage, and All Out there. Which, uh, that's awesome that All Out kind of has, like, its home in Chicago now. Yeah. Wasn't it, was it at Chicago last year? Yes, because uh, Punk debuted. No, he didn't. He debuted at uh, right. Last Dance Rampage. The second Rampage, I think. You're right. That's true. Um, I think that's where he had his first match, or is one of his first matches against Darby. Um, it was one of his first, but yeah, he fought Darby and all out there. Um, but anyway, then we get an interview with Hangman Adam Page. He says, I'm a little disappointed I didn't win the title shot. Um, and then John Silver and Alex Reynolds walk in, and Silver says, we're pissed too. We're issuing a challenge to those spooky perverts, House of Black. I think that's happening on Rampage. And you gotta expect House of Black will win that. Uh, then we get Jake Hager versus Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. Um, this was a match, wasn't it? It was the definition of fine. Yeah. Um, also, this tastes like black cherry yogurt. It's delicious. Ooh. I was... Because, I, I mean... I like recessed drinks. I think they're really nice. But I only like, like, two flavors of them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not even sure if this is mine. <laughs> but it's also been in our fridge for a very long time, so... Not my yeah, fault. At this point... Um, yeah, but I was like, kind of like, I smelled it and it smelled like black cherry Kool Aid, and I was like, oh God. But then I tasted it and I was like, oh, she's delightful. Anyways, um, so Claudio sends Hager to ringside and Hager sends Claudio back into the ring. I'm going to be really honest with you, this match is kind of boring. Um, especially the beginning. I was like trying to find like a good, normally with matches, what I'll do is, because most matches start with a lockup or, um, you know, the doing that little dance where like you're you're swinging at each other, but like you're missing and you're doing this and you're doing that and blah blah blah. But like, rolled myself away a little bit. Um, but like, nothing's really happening. So I wait until like the first nice moment, like that, like there's a suplex or something. I don't know. I was I was fucking grasping at straws <laughs> here. Um, we get a six one nine to Hager. Hager ends up sending Claudio into the corner, but Claudio reverses like. Hager sends him into the corner, kind of beats on him a little bit. Claudio reverses it, gets him with the uppercuts. Hager reverses that, beats on him a little bit more. Anyways, Claudio sends Hager's head into the turnbuckle. <laughs> and then Hager eventually gets Claudio into the corner. And hits him with, like, these fast, but, like, really, like, bullshit body shots. And Claudio reacts like he is being stabbed. It's because he... Over and over. I think it's because Hager really revved up the first one, 
And so in Claudio's head, he's probably thinking, oh, it's just going to be one strong punch and that's it. I'll just sell the one. But then Hager just kept going. I'm like, but like they weren't even, they were very Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yankees just won. Um. So we get an overhead throw to Claudio. No pin for Hager though. Um, then we get some uppercuts to Hager from like you know one corner to the next corner to the next corner to the next corner. Um, and then a drop kick and then an uppercut into the barricade ringside. Um, Claudio then goes for the swing, gets it before stepping through for the scorpion deathlock, which is also just the fucking sharpshooter. I don't know why we're fucking around Excalibur. Yeah, um, I know in WWE they called it the sharpshooter, not yeah. scorpion, whatever. Deathlock. Yeah. Um. Then Matt and Angelo come out, but Jake, uh, they come out, they distract, Jake takes advantage, gets like a urinagi, it's not enough though. Jake then gets hit with a back to belly suplex and nearly fucking yoinks his goddamn life out of his fucking pockets. <laughs> um, like, the back to belly is being set up, he's going up and he tilts his head back and I was like, it was like a deer like standing in the middle of the road like, am I gonna let this car hit me? Maybe? It's like, Jesus Christ, Jake. <laughs> um, then Claudio nearly gets the sharpshooter, gets distracted by Matt and Angelo again, hits Jake with a pop-up uppercut, though, hits him with the Ricola bomb to win. Fucking big magic daddy Matt Menard, right? Daddy magic Matt Menard, sorry. Yeah. Magic daddy, daddy magic, fucking same difference. Um, not very good distractions, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not very good distractions all around today. Because you had that, no. you had Chuck Taylor and Trent, where Chuck tried to use a chainsaw. Um, but yeah, not a very fun match, especially because Jake Hager's not like just not very good at selling. Um, like he was kind of cartoonish with his selling, and I mean, yeah, he's just not convincing. Yeah, at really anything. Um, then we had an interview with Hook. Almost an interview. He just walks out after being asked the first question. Um, we then have an interview with Thunderstorm. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Uh, Thunder Rosa says it was such a banger. Uh, f fighting Mew uh, Yamashita. I return as AW Women's Champion. I'm sad I wasn't able to win. But she's coming to America for this title. And we're Thunderstorm, ready to take on anybody. And then Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter walk in. Britt says, We tried to stay away to give others a spotlight. This place was a disaster without me. Thunderstorm, you're so cute. Jamie and I are well aware of the carnage thunderstorms are known to cause. Jamie says, Fortunately for us, we were, uh, we're well versed in how to handle a thunderstorm. Rebel walks in, holding a sandbag, gives it to Britt, who gives it to Tony. And, uh, Thunder, Rosa, and Tony Storm are pissed off by that, I guess? Yeah, um, I, they, that, it was, like, some sort of, like, grave offense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then we get Serena Deeb versus Anna J. Yeah. Um, another match where it really took me a while to find something that was, like, significant. Yeah. Um... Was... We get a hip toss. It was it wasn't a bad match. It was just there was a lot of like 
fucking around. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just like... There was some cool stuff with Serena Deep, but at that point, we're just waiting for Serena Deep to do some cool stuff, and that's really it. Yeah. So we get a flatliner after hip toss, um, and then Anna kind of hits like a sliced bread sort of deal to Deep. Um, she then gets put into a submission, which she eventually is free from, goes for the Queen Slayer, almost gets it, um, but a twisting neck breaker sends Anna rolling to ringside. Eventually, she gets back in the ring, goes for the Queen Slayer again, but it gets reversed on Anna, and she nearly gets pinned. Deep then goes for a pile driver. Anna turns it around, gets the back body drop, and then Serena Deep gets fucking um the weirdest submission in the world. But it was effective. It looked mean. Yeah. It looked really fucking nasty. How do you even describe it? Um, well, I describe it as she sat on Anna Jay's shoulders, yeah, like Anna Jay pushing was her head like forward sitting position. and pulling her arms back. Yeah. It was, it looked mean. It looked mean as fuck. Um, anywho. Um, Anna then kind of cracks the head of Dee with a mule kick. Um, Anna then gets the Queen Slayer. Um, Deep fights it, gets out, and goes for the Serenity Lock, and she gets uh, Anna Jay to tap. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to make Serena Deep tap out. Um, but then Mercedes Martinez comes out and attacks Serena Deeb, um, promoting their match at Death Before Dishonor for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. I'm not too confident in Mercedes winning that. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I get it. Um, so then we get an interview with Jade Cargill and the baddies. Jade says, Tony, cut the shit. Nobody's worried about Athena or Chris. Uh, shouldn't you be going to fetch us water, Layla? Um, Stokely says, I've heard a lot of people are mad at me. I am for the baddies the same way Wu-Tang is for the children. Athena, we're going to be watching you. Um, and then Stokely walks away, but then Kira Hogan looks to Layla Gray and says, you're never going to be a baddie. Um, and I have a feeling that maybe Layla Gray turns on Jade after all this provoking. Uh, no, you know what I think is going to happen? Hmm. I think that gonna get rid of Kiera Hogan. No, you think so? Yeah. Huh. Maybe. I would hope they Kira's keep... Kiera's fighting a little too hard for a spot. Yeah, but isn't Red also against uh, Layla as well? I know it's been a little bit since we've seen Red, but... I don't know. I definitely want Layla to stay in the baddies because it's where she'll make a name for herself and get an opportunity um but anyway we then like we jay jay lethal satnam singh and um sanjay dutt walk up to commentary and jay lethal says i will single-handedly rip that title from samoa joe at death before dishonor your student will embarrass you 
You gotta think Jay Lethal's winning that. I feel like Tony Khan sees Samoa Joe as a little too busy with with his stuff right now, and mm -hmm. thinks it might just be safe to get that title off of him. Which makes sense. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, we then get an interview with Anna Jay. Uh, Ty Connie walks in now, and she says, Aw, poor Anna. Your first match in months, and this happens. Anna says, At least I didn't slam Ruby's hand into a car door. She also says that, like, it was an accident that Ty did that. And Ty's just like, Yeah, yeah I, I did do that. She said, uh, Maybe you should have, because then you'd be on TV more. Um, she said, I like you, Anna, but you need to make better choices. Think about it. And I think she's trying to get Anna to turn heel. Which would be a very interesting choice, but terrible for a Dark Order. Yeah. But at the same time, what's Anna contributing to Dark Order right now? Uh, fun, uh, BTE bits. I, I feel like I haven't heard her talk of BTE in so long, though. She was in the last one. She was in it. And they, they said something to her. But she didn't say anything. Um, but then we have the main event. Team Taz versus Swerve in Our Glory versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And this match was a banger. This was some great yes. stuff. Yes. Um, I keep like rolling myself out of fucking frame. I'm back. Um, all right, so we start with Keith and Matt, and it's kind of slow to begin with. Keith uh jumps around, shows off like his agility, uh, but it's he's he's not fast enough to catch Matt. Um, and Matt's not strong enough to take him down. Swerve then is in against Nick, uh, he goes for the um. Like the, like kind of like the uh, what is it? The fucking top rope arm drag thing that he likes to do. Um, in the process, like he the one where he goes up top on the rope, walks for a little. What the fuck is this? Just put a sock on, and I think there's another sock in it. Wow, I didn't know that was part of the match. That's crazy. What? This is not my sock. Whose is it? I don't know, but this is not my... I don't... This is not my sock. Maybe it's your sister's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that was a weird moment. I just wanted to put my, my fuzzy socks on some goal. Um, anyways. So he goes for the hurricane arm drag kind of thing. Oh my god, there's two pairs. I don't know who the fuck last wore them. That's fucking weird. Anyways. Um, screams Lucha Libre as he goes down. Um, but Swerve <laughs> ends up landing on his feet. Um, I'm trying to scroll with the wrong mouse. Um, and then they kind of do that little, like, anything you can do better, or rather, anything you can do I can also do kind of thing. Which I hate. Um, we then get an arm drag to Swerve once we're back in the ring, and then Ricky gets in, and we get Ricky and Nick on the top ropes, and they start arguing. They slap each other, and then they both land balls first on the top rope. 
then it's Matt and Ricky. Um, and Matt hits Ricky with three Northern Lights suplex. Swerve bops in, also gets hit with a Northern Lights suplex while, with Ricky, like, at the same time. Um, and then Hobbs and Keith hang out. They slam Matt down, only to kind of start arguing. Um, all the other men attack. All the other men get disposed of. Um, we get a diving uppercut off the top rope from Swerve to Matt, though. Nick then dives to ringside into Keith's arms. Keith bombs him into Matt. And then Hobbs and Keith go at it for a little while. They, like, fucking hit each other with crossbodies. It's kind of the immovable object, unstoppable force kind of thing. Um, Hobbs then headbutts Keith off the second rope. It hits a big frog splash onto Keith from, like, nearly coast to coast. Um, and then we get, like, the weirdest fucking thing in the world, which is a lot of men are ringside at this point. There's a couple men in the ring, I think. Um, and then you get, like, this weird panting sound, like, yeah. on the microphone. <laughs> like, it's in the microphone, and, like, it's getting picked up. Like, I don't know if somebody landed too close to, like, Justin Roberts or something. And, like, maybe it was, like, leaning against the desk or something. Or, or but, the audio guy hit something and raised the volume accidentally. I, I don't know, because all of a sudden you just hear... <sighs> and I was it's like... very weird. It's <laughs> a fucking telltale heart of wrestling. Fuck! Um, anyways, that ends up subsiding. We get a big backbreaker from Swerve to Matt. Swerve avoids Matt's superkick, but not Nick's. And then we get a superkick party to Keith, who kind of powers up. But then Ricky comes in. He helps, hits Matt... Um, or helps Matt and Nick hit Keith with a third super kick um, that takes him out. Ricky then gets super kicked <laughs> as he goes to pose with the young bucks because they're like, you're fucking, don't be goofy. Um, Hobbs then gets sent into Rick Knox. Rick Knox is down for the count. Matt gets a belt. Nick hands it to him. Swerve super kicks Matt. Swerve gets the belt from Matt's hands. And then Swerve <laughs> sees Keith Lee pass down the corner and kind of holds the belt up like he's like, I could betray Keith right now, and that'd be a spicy little storyline. And then he's like, no, no, no. I'm reformed. I'm reformed. I can't do that. He's like, fight the demons. Fight the demons. Yeah, truly. He was... It was like devil and angel on the shoulder there. <laughs> um, in the process, when he says, nah, he gets low-blowed by Matt, um, and then Matt sends a belt to everyone, but Swerve still kicks from the um, cover. Then we get a BT trigger to Swerve and Ken. I think that's it. But Ricky breaks up that cover. And then um, we get Swerve in our glory. But uh, Ricky and Hobbs break up that pin. Um, pinning attempt. Um, Hobbs then power bombs everyone. Grabs the legal mat. Swerve power breaks that up. A lot is going on at this point. It, like, it basically just fucking breaks down. Swerve and Ricky then start going at it. We get a spear to Swerve from Ricky. But the Young Bucks break up that pinning attempt. And then Matt Jackson's shoe comes off. Which is a telltale and sign in all their tag title matches that they are either winning or losing the titles. Either way, it's switching hands. And then shortly thereafter, Swerve hits the Swerve stomp to Ricky to win. It's such, a fun, it's such a fun detail. It is. The moment that happened, I was like, who? <laughs> um but yeah new new champions new tag champions swerve in our glory really really great match 
Um, would have much preferred Team Taz, just like just like you had said. Um, but I I do love that they're putting it in the hands of um, like a new champion, you know, mm-hmm. like not someone who's already won it, or not, and also not someone who's won fifty thousand tag titles already, like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. But when do FDR get a chance? I mean, now they're very likely to have a chance. I, I, I think the problem with them fighting the Young Bucks is, would you want them to win clean over the Bucks? Now, they can uh, beat Swerve in our glory in the winner-take-all match. And that's it. Yeah. But we'll see if that even happens. Um, And that's our recap for tonight's Dynamite. You want to talk about the best of the night? Yes. All right. Let's talk about promo of the night. And you know what? I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm I'm putting my vote for bet for promo of the night for Chris Jericho. I thought he had the best damn promo tonight. Might also help that I can't think of anyone who had a better promo. I'll give it to Eddie. Eddie's was so short. Chris's was so boring. I like stopped paying attention halfway what? through. It was boring? It was rambling. Oh my god, yeah. I was bored. But Eddie just said the same stuff he always does. Yeah, and every time he says it's good. I had my arm rest for my chair, and I just pushed it down. Oh. Um, I don't know. I really like Jericho's, because Eddie Eddie just said the same stuff he always does. Like, I'm going to make you bleed, uh, Jericho. Um, This is for my friends, stuff like that. I mean, it's definitely not Christian Cage. No. It's definitely not JAS. Um, not Hangman. Not Thunderstorm. Not really Jaden the Baddies. Not Jay Lethal. Not on Jay. Am I going to have to concede here? Because I know you won't. You don't have to. I mean, this is not going into a record book anywhere. Alright, well, my my promo of the night is is Chris Jericho's. He provided developments to the story. What was engaging. Made references, callbacks made references. Alright, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Alright. Here here are the three I got. Powerhouse Hobbs, John Moxley, and Konosuke Takeshita. Takeshita! Takeshita? Alright. Such a fun wrestler to watch. Um... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed through the matches of the night. I'm not gonna go through all of them. I might... 
I was just going to say for the G1, I was thinking we could just pick our um, favorite to win each block. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the match of the blocks. night right now. I know. I was just oh. saying that, like, just because you're going to speed through them, I assume, to get to the G1 stuff. But No, I, I kind of want to do that moving forward. Just, you know, less talking about every match, just the yeah, match of the night. Sure. Do as you please. Which match of the night? We're definitely in agreement. The tag team triple threat match. Yeah, absolutely. It it uh, was a ton of fun. All right, you ready for our predictions? I'm ready to predict. I've got to look at the blocks though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can like choose our favorites for the, from the blocks, and then we can choose like an overall. Well, we could do winners of the blocks, winners of the semis, and then winner of the final. I literally don't know how to fucking... Well, no, because like, that implies that we know how they're going to pair up the... I, I think it's A and B, C and D. That's what I heard. Okay, I mean, I guess we can go on assumption. I, just, I felt like that was like a little more difficult. But we can. And if they don't do it like that, then we don't have to count those predictions. Okay. Um... Let me just pull up the card. G1 Climax 2022. For those who are new to our predictions, um, for every incorrect... Well, I guess this is different. Um, but we're just going to... We're not going to be covering this show, really. Unless maybe the finals. Um, but let's just do it. We'll, we'll kind of do, like, points for... Uh, for our predictions and whoever has the most points wins the title and deals out the punishment how does that sound okay. i feel like since we're just predicting the finals or like the the winners um that makes it a little easier so here are the blocks um we've got in block a probably the um one of the easiest blocks to predict. We have Kazuchika Okada, Toriyano, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale, Tom Lawler, and Jonah. Yeah. Um, so who do you think is winning block A? Can you write my predictions down? I don't feel like reopening my notes. It's going to make my screen freeze. Yeah. So who do you think is winning block A? I think it's Kazooch. He does seem like the... Uh... I think he's going to pass the meaty men. Alright, well... I, I'm going to make a sleeper pick right here. Okay. I think I know what you're going to do. I think Tom Lawler is going to win this block. Oh, okay. He's, he's representing Strong, which has been making a huge... Uh, appear like a a huge name for itself, kind of trying to match up with AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact. Um, and I think plus he's also had like such an insanely long, strong world champion reign. I I think they're trying to make a big name for Lawler at this point. Okay. 
Plus, if there's going to be an upset, I feel like that's going to be it. Alright. So, block B. Which... Mm, no, I don't think this is the toughest. Uh, but we've got Jay White, the current World Heavyweight Champion. Taichi, Tamatanga, Tomohiro Ishii, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. What do you think? I gave my prediction first last time. Okay. Well, Jay White's there as the champion. Righto. But I don't think they'll have him win, honestly. Okay. But at the same time... <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go Jay White. I was thinking Sonata. But... Jay White would make for a better final because it's not Tom Lawler going to the finals. If my prediction's correct. Okay. So who's your block B winner? Um, I think that my block B winner is going to be ha <laughs> Um, I think it's gonna be Tamatonga. That's what Tama I'm gonna Tonga. pick. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting choice. All right. So now let's do block C. Block C has Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Evil, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Aaron Hanare. I'm picking Zack. Zack Sabre Jr. Interesting choice. I'm a creature of habit, what can I say? It, it honestly should be him, but I've... I'm not going to say I have a little insider information, but I, I learned something recently that has heavy implications on this G1. So apparently, a, while, a little while ago, Tetsuya Naito said, said he was going to retire at 40. He is, I believe, 40 or 41 now, or 42. So they're probably trying to get him in a G1, get him to win a G1 right now. And this, this, he was supposed to have a match against somebody in block D. I don't want to spoil who that was, who my pick for block D is, but he was supposed to get a match against him a while ago. Um, I think it was the pandemic stopped that or something. So I think they're going to get him that one match and get him to the finals for one last victory. Yeah. So I'm going Tetsuya Naito. Okay. Alright, and let's get winner of Block D, which has Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, Juice Robinson, Yoshihashi, El Phantasmo, Yujiro Takahashi, and David Finley. Um... Well, why don't you give up your choice, because you already... And it is my turn to go first. It is. Um, so, that person who was supposed to fight Naito is Shingo Takagi. They were supposed to have a big match. Um, I forget when it was, but... 
You're implying this hasn't already happened? I, I'm sure the match has happened, but they were supposed to have a big match. I think at the... I, I can't remember when it was supposed to be, but... Um, they're they're going to want to run it back at the G1. Perhaps? Especially since you have Naito, who's like... I'm fucking pissed that I wasn't invited to Forbidden Door. Who, and he's known to work a lot of people. Like, he's a worker. And Shingo, on the flip side, is like, I would do Forbidden Door again. So happy I was invited, etc., etc. So who's your pick for uh, Block D? I'm between Osprey and Robinson. I think it's going to be Osprey. Okay, okay. They liked Zach versus Osprey so much, and if it come, it were to come down to that, I know that that match did really well um, for them in the uh, New Japan Cup. So okay. Um. So now, if if the blocks, if the semifinals are A versus B and C versus D, who is your winner for A versus B? So I'd have Okada versus who? You would have Okada versus Tamatanga. Okada. Okay. So Kazuchika Okada, and I have I'll have Jay White winning over Tom Lawler. All right. Now C and D. Semi winner. Um, I would choose. It's between um Zack Saber Jr. and Will Osprey. I would choose Zach. Zach. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. with like things like this, I kind of go down a path where I'm like, I didn't really intend to get here, but like I work here now, <laughs> so I may as well be. Okay. Um, so my semifinals will be Naito versus Shingo Takagi, and I think Tetsuya Naito will come out on top of that. Alright. So now, um, the G1 Climax winner. I'm picking Zach. Only because he and Okada have, like, this long history of, like, Zach being like, I'm gonna finally fucking beat you! And Okada's like, no you won't. And then Zach loses. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, yours is Okada versus Zach. Mine is Naito versus Jay White. And I, I highly, highly doubt that they would have the champion win the G1. And Jay White, his whole thing is he doesn't want to fight anyone. That was his yeah. thing at Forbidden Door. He didn't want to fight Adam Cole or Hangman. Yeah. Um... So I think it's going to be Naito who wins overall and wins the G1. Okay. All right. So those are all of our predictions. We'll go over them after. We might do like a, a live watch along like with the finals. We can also do like a little update every time we have our show. Yeah, we could. We could. Just like a little like, hey, this is where we stand. I'm really excited to see... Um, how this all goes and who comes out on top. When does it start? 
we got? 16th. July 16th. Is that Saturday? Yep. Okay. Um, it's a Saturday that all starts, and it goes... League play goes through August 16th. And August 16th yeah. will probably be when a lot of the big stuff happens. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Alright. Um, trying to see. The last day of matches is like Okada versus Lance Archer. I, I don't mm -hmm. want to spoil it, actually. Or, it's on Wikipedia, but like, yeah. Yeah. Tom, you can spoil it for yourself if you want to. Tom Lawler does not fight on the last night. Fights on night 17. Guess who was looking at the last night of matches when she made her predictions? It was Liz. That might not mean anything at all. That could mean jack shit. Who fucking knows? Tanahashi doesn't fight on the last night either. And he could. Okay. He could. There's a lot of guys, and they could all win. One thing we should all think, also think about, Tanahashi is in block C, and he's known to put younger talent over. Like, that's his yeah. big thing. And I wonder yeah. if he's going to push to have a younger talent win block C. Maybe Kenta. Tanahashi's not in control of block C, though. He's just one guy. So maybe he will lose to somebody. Or maybe because his, his last night he's fighting Kenta or having that rematch. Not great. So maybe that's when Kenta wins that block. I think that's just kind of a rehashing, honestly. I mean, it could be. I think that would be a very cool storyline, though. Dialing it back. I'm just trying to come up with a cool storyline. Don't completely shut it down. All right. Well, on that note, uh, Liz, would you like to close out the podcast? Sure. If you tuned in, I thank you so much. If you tuned in the future, thank you so much. Um, if you tuned in because you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you so much. It takes me a lot of fucking time to put these episodes on Spotify. I have to illegally download all of our podcasts. It's not illegal. And potentially download. get a virus. Well, I've got to rip them from YouTube, which is not exactly legal. Um, please join us tomorrow night while we talk about Impact, the show that wasn't originally going to happen because I originally was not going to be in town. Um, but now I am. Um, so yeah, please join us while we talk about Impact and maybe I'll be like less tired. I don't know. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Spotify are all Pinfall Podcasts. We have a new episode of the Universal Pokemon Federation coming out tomorrow at upfworld.com. Brand new episode. You won't want to miss it if you enjoy competition, Pokemon, wrestling, shit's all fun. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for Impact Wrestling. We won't be doing a weekend show because there's not really anything going on. Two weekends in a row, nothing's happening. It's very rare. Um, Figure it out, wrestling world. But the weekend ah. after that will be Death Before Dishonor. Don't know if we'll be around for that. Um, but uh, we'll see. If we are, we'll do a, a live watch along. For we'll that. be around Sunday at least. We can't do a live watch along that Sunday. No, but we might be able to do a show. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you all tomorrow for Impact. But until then, have a great rest of your night and a great start to your Thursday. And bye bye.